Okay. Just testing out a new theme song. <laughs> that was more of a Kate Blanchett playing Bob Dylan. <laughs> I'm in a box car. That movie sucked. It's Twin Peaks, but also Inland Empire. Where's Laura Dern? Yeah. <laughs> Bring me Laura Dern and five cases of Paul Mall. If I ever get the opportunity to do the Laura Dern cast podcast where I only talk about Laura Dern films. Look, I want to be involved uh, specifically in the Jurassic Park episode. That's going to be my favorite one. Anything else is gravy. <laughs> like... I will talk about Vice Admiral Haldo until the cows come oh my home. Oh, God. She's um, beautiful. Yeah. Such good dress. She's like Space Luna Lovegood. Yeah. Uh, She's perfect. And she did, I, I'm not a big fan of Star Wars, but the coolest thing that I've seen in a Star Wars movie. When I saw it in theaters <laughs> for the third time, um, <laughs> there was that moment where everything goes silent and I just hear a little kid say, that's so cool. <laughs> like, you're right. It is. It's the best thing anyone in Star Wars has done. I would prefer that you didn't refer to me as a little kid. Thank you. Uh, that was that was uh, me and 20 other people in the theater. Love it. So you're listening to Boo Ha Ha. Oh, yeah, that's, we're doing that. <laughs> this is an object lesson in tangents hosted by me, Avalon. Uh, every week, I bring one of my nearest and dearest to my home where I build a campfire and regale them with spooky tales of boogins and googas. Uh, and this week, I have a very special guest. I basically have a Britney Spears-like residency at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's you and uh, Michael Garcia. are. We live here now. <laughs> yeah, you're the binary stars around which this podcast orbits. Emily Faye Coleman. Yeah, that's me. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Good to have you back. It's nice to be here. I've I've done a couple things with it since you've been gone. It um, it does have a spookier, spookier vibe. Cue lightning. <laughs> Just please don't make a copyrighted lightning. I've told you the network doesn't have the kind of money to bail you out of that legal <laughs> situation. Uh, it is all open source lightning. The only thing you have to worry about are clips from the great outdoor. Oh, blow it out your ass. So you are joining us for the third and final edition of the Halloween Campfire. No, wait. No. Okay, got it. <laughs> the Boo-Ha-Ha Campfire Halloween Spook. Nope. Boo-Ha Halloween. Boo-Ha Halloween Campfire Spooktacustravaganza. First of all, you're not allowed to cut any of those takes. Second of all, I loved your character on the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Thank you. I was dead all along. Um, that's one of the two the two ghost voices that I do. Some on... people make it with just one. <laughs> and you know what? Here at Boo Ha we give you two ghosts for the price of one. <laughs> which is still zero. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think any actual ghosts have been featured on this podcast. 
You know, I listen back and sometimes I hear weird stuff, but uh, I assume it's just my dog eating a bone. It's usually that or it's your guest breathing weird. <laughs> it could also be me breathing weird. This is... It's true. I, I'm still getting the hang of uh, of bumping up the vocals in audition. And Look at you fancy boy using audition. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just because I get a subscription <laughs> through a thing that I do. Work. It's called work. <laughs> Being real sure. cagey about like sure. a job. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hard to differentiate between like human voice and then mouth sounds. I mean, there is an episode of Monster Pod after which I had to instate a no crunchy snacks rule. And it was mostly my fault. Uh, I brought dill pickle chips to a recording. And we, we talking about Tim's dill pickle chips? Uh, they were like gator taters dill pickle chips. Yes. It was... They were fucking good. I support a reptilian potato chip. Um, yeah, it was like gator tater Cajun dill. <laughs> you say that two more times, like a Sumerian demon will appear. Gator tater Cajun dill. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, um, is that Michael Keaton? <laughs> that was Danny DeVito. Um, <laughs> the off-brand. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the like you're supposed to eat crunchy snacks and you're doing role-playing games, but. You can't when you record them, as mm. we found out. Got to soak those potato chips in Mountain Dew. Yep. And you also can't eat Pop-Tarts when you're trying to do uh, any kind of recording. Because it's <laughs> a very gummy mouth sound. It's not what you want. Nope. Similarly, I had to introduce a no vaping rule after the Dave Olson episode. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, it the sounds? Dave. Was it the clouds? Oh, it was just like our lungs kept bursting or whatever. Uh, That's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever's happening with that. Yeah. It's nice to know you caved a big tobacco. <laughs> there goes that sponsorship sponsored by Altadis? What's the big company? I don't know. What's I'm... the brand that Tarantino uses in all of his movies? Oh, is it Lucky Strike? I think... It's a fake brand. Oh, is it? It's, uh... it's like a fruit or something. Scud? Is it Scud? <laughs> Nuka Cola? Is that a thing? What am I... Slug... Sludge-o? <laughs> Sluggy? Sorry, have you seen the uh, hit teen film Get Over It? No, I have not. Uh, first of all, it's on HBO. Highly recommend. Second Sold. of all, there's a fake boy band song sung by Shane West called Love Scud. <laughs> um, it's a 2001 modern retelling of A Midsummer Night's Dream starring Ben Foster, Cisco, Colin Hanks, Kirsten Dunst, Mila Kunis, and uh, Martin Short. One it's of these things is not like the other. Oh, he's amazing, though. Good. I, you know, Martin Short gets... Uh, Short shrift. Uh, Cisco <laughs> was the one that really throws people. That's fair. That's a weird. Yeah. He doesn't weird... actually sing in it either. Well, at the end, he does do a duet yeah. with vitamin C. <laughs> is this just a dream you had? <laughs> I that... thought it was, but I have it on DVD. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Cut to an empty DVD case. It's just got like a pop tart in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> a disc of Pop-Tart. Um, I'm surprised more people don't remember Cisco and Vitamin C covering September. Did that happen? In the film. Okay. Oh, okay, in the film. Yeah, I was going to say, but is this like a Mandela effect thing as well? <laughs> Are we batter, Ben? <laughs> um, case in point, it is a podcast that is about tangents. Oh, I promised I wouldn't make this recording like four hours this time. Good luck. I got provisions in the kitchen. I got a lot of crunchy snacks. Uh, there's some alligator skin. It's great. 
I mean, I can't stay for that long. I have to go to Safeway and pick up Miralax for my cat. So no, the joys of pet ownership. <laughs> I had to pull poop out of Fawn's butt today. There was a grass thing, uh, yeah. so it was kind of tinseling. I'm always terrified that my cat will eat some string, and then I'll have to deal with that. Oh God, it's just yeah, it's not what you want. Then you get that. It's like that scene from Black Swan with a hangnail. I've seen that movie once. But you remember the hangnail, right? I do right? remember the hangnail. Mm-hmm. I also remember how fucked up ballerina's feet are. Yeah, that's right. That's that's just show us that. You don't have to to take us on a journey of psychological unraveling. You can just show us those fucked up gams. Sebastian Stan was in that movie. Was he? Yep, that's why I watched it. Oh. He was in it for like ten seconds. Oh. I watched it for uh Winona Ryder. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot Winona yeah, Ryder was in right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh that was during the Spock's mom portion of her oh career. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, if I blocked it out. No, you should. It's not what you you don't you don't ever want to see um Lydia on Vulcan. Yeah, she's basically Halloween mom. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is the rest of the year mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. The boohaha. Halloween Campfire Spooktacustravaganza. Good work, good work. This time, we are doing something even more different than normal. For those of you who have not been listening over previous weeks, we're skewing away from all the goofums and goo that we normally do. Note oh the entire... Oh my god, you've accumulated a shelf. I just ordered six books that all have the word spooky in the when title. When I hosted this, I opened like maybe three books. I can't stop. I live four blocks from Powell's, and mm. they're always like three bucks. I started doing that after Noonified, but the Multnomah County Library has been uh, great in providing me with up to five books about the history of pizza, <laughs> which I read. <laughs> <laughs> they have that uh, engraved on their doors, right? Contains <laughs> yeah. up to five books about pizza. I was surprised there were that many, but uh, one of them was just a lady getting real mad about how Americans have globalized pizza. <laughs> Oh, what a bummer that more people can have the thing that's good. Yeah. Uh, this is... Oh, you fucking losers. <laughs> so, for the boo-ha Halloween spooktacu extravaganza, we're eschewing all of the half-hearted... Real stories? Okay. And we are going straight for the black tar heroine that is scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, that checks out. And uh, we're going to give you... We're going to give you free reign. This is the level of responsibility that I, I like. I, I believe in you. So I'm going to give you the book and I'm going to let you pick one. Well, luckily, the uh, uh, story that is like scary stories adjacent that ruined my entire childhood, I don't think is going to be in here. But if it is, <laughs> is that the one with the ribbon? That's the fucking ribbon girl. <laughs> Not in here, unfortunately. While I make this decision, um, I just need to get a head count from you on how many girls and flower crowns you saw on Instagram this weekend because of all the Halloween parties. Oh, um, let's see. How many midsomars did I see? Uh, I think we're pushing 20, just yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a lot of, I bought this for Coachella and I need to repurpose it. Um, we're going to go with one that sounds super creepy. Uh, the guests Ooh, on page 33. Cool. The guests. Also, keep in mind. Uh, I should have told you, there are two more tables of contents in this book. (laughs) Got kombucha up my nose, (laughs) she said. Spit take. The most Portland thing ever. Um, I forgot. So this is all three of them. Uh, So there are... Put them all in the front, you monsters. I completely agree with you. Uh, But if you'd like to take a moment to look at those... I may take a moment to look at the other ones. There was one I was looking for specifically. (laughs) 
Do we want to go named something dumb or sounds genuinely creepy? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to leave that at your discretion. I feel like the theme the theme so far has been genuinely creepy. Well, we're going to do the wonderful sausage. <laughs> That's on page 40. <laughs> page 40, wonderful sausage. But which page 40 is it? Not that one. There's it's the second page 40. <laughs> page hate, 80, if you will. I hate this book. Yeah, I think the ribbon girl was in like sk- stories to tell in a dark, dark room or some bullshit like that. But yes, I remember that. Is that the same author or that might have been Sans Susi who did Short and Shivery. <laughs> actually, um, <laughs> I almost bought a copy of that at Powell's recently. Uh, shout out to Powell's Books, uh, you bastards! I feel like I should. I should show you the illustration before. Oh, it just starts right off the bat. Huh, well, I hate that. <laughs> uh, this is. Is that arm eating itself? I feel I, like or it, it just interpreted it very oddly. I feel like the arm wants to eat itself, but the arm might not have the facility. The capacity, yeah. yeah it's, it's like that Stephen King short story. The one where the guy shipwrecks and he has to eat himself to stay alive. Oh, yeah. They did that in an episode of The Simpsons a while back. Uh, I was on a short film that adapted it. Uh, no. Not worth it. But no, that's, <clears throat> the same can be said of the Halloween Simpsons episode. Um, <laughs> Homer eats himself. It's actually genuinely very upsetting. And um, I, I, I like couldn't... that Lost Simpsons episode with like Bart dying, but they actually aired <laughs> this one. It, it, was, it was a treehouse of horror and Homer eats a bite of himself and he realizes he loves it and then he just starts auto cannibalizing and there's a scene of him frying his foot in a pan and it's so upsetting and like then the family comes home they were away on vacation and uh he's wearing like a big overcoat and he's all hideously misshapen because parts of him are gone because he ate himself what the fuck is happening unclear i i I've talked to three or four people about it who also saw it, and they're like, yeah, I didn't feel good for a When I go to days. Universal, I'm just going to stand outside the entrance to the Simpsons land and just tell people about it as they enter. Like, hey, hey, before you go Here's eat a pamphlet. at Cletus's Chicken Shack, I have something to tell you. <laughs> some folk will never eat a skunk, but then again, some folk will like Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel. Love the Simpsons. Well, with that, we'll jump right into Wonderful Sausage. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work over here. <laughs> Sausage is not at the top of the list of foods I'd like to jump into. That would be mashed potatoes and lasagna, respectively. But uh, lasagna, but like if it's too hot and like good, then it hurts. But if it's cold, then it's slimy noodles. Look, there's a sweet spot. You wait an hour. You take the first three layers, peel them back, and then crawl in like a bed. Mm, yeah. Okay. I think I'd do like a warm Nutella. Ooh, yeah. I feel like that might be like quicksand. Like pull you under. Stop moving. It'll just pull you in. Try to get perpendicular. Wonderful sausage. One dark, rainy Saturday afternoon, a fat and jolly butcher named Samuel Blunt had an argument over money with his wife, Eloise. (laughs) Is the real story their marital problems? Oh, no. I can see where this is going and I don't like it. They sought help from a counselor and everything was fine. The end. (laughs) Blunt lost his temper and killed Eloise. Okay, yeah. Then he ground her up into sausage meat and buried her bones under a big rock in the backyard. And then Johnny Depp played him in the movie adaptation. Says here they're the worst pies in London. Hmm, weird. Um, To keep the murder a secret, he told everyone that she had moved away. 
like how HH was just like, she went to California. I don't know what to tell you. It's weird. She moved. Uh, left her bones, though. But, you know, Harold, uh, that is the fifth wife you've had that's moved to California. What can I fucking say? It's nice out there. They're just delicious. I mean, they go away fast. I, shut <laughs> up. Leave me alone. Blunt mixed his new sausage meat with pork, then seasoned it with salt and pepper, added some sage, thyme, and a bit of garlic. To give it a special flavor, he smoked it in his smokehouse for a while. For a jalapeno cheddar wife, but... (laughs) He called it Blunt's Special Sausage. No, he didn't. (laughs) That also sounds like it could be his, like... His dick? Yes. (laughs) I was going to say, like, his endearing pet name for her when she was alive. Like, oh, my little sausage. (laughs) (laughs) You have to say it with a German accent. Ach, my little sausage. (laughs) One day I will grind you up in my little grinder and I will make you into sausages. And Nick Kroll will play him in the movie adaptation with that. (laughs) But there was such a demand for this new sausage that Blunt bought the best hogs he could find and started raising his own pork. (laughs) Oh my god, no! No! (laughs) He also kept a sharp lookout for humans who might make a tasty sausage meat. Oh, this is a worse origin story than the Joker. (laughs) Francis Conroy was his mom. Um, <laughs> one day, a nice plump school teacher came into a shop. Blunt grabbed fat shaming. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is just a descriptor, but like in this case, I feel like it's germane to the story. He's, you know, you want veal-y people, I, <laughs> babies. <laughs> yeah, why isn't he just grinding up babies? They're easy to get. Yeah. Especially in what, Germany? Pre-war? What is this? I don't know. I have to assume this is the same town that the film Delicatessen took place in. That's just all of Germany. It's just... <laughs> it's not France. Is it? Yes. I mm. don't know. That's The German it... part of France. Yeah. That's... That was a thing was, for a while. Uh, was all of France for a while. <laughs> so he grabbed her and he ground her up. Just no middle ground. Okay. No, no. Just going right for it, you know. Getting to the point. Right into the grinder. Another time, Blunt's dentist came by. He was a little round man, and into the grinder he went. (laughs) Oh my god, he sounds so cute, though. (laughs) Hello, I am here to... Oh no, your teeth! (laughs) Luckily, my flesh is fluoridated. (laughs) And here come the protesters. (laughs) That sausage would stain your teeth red where you hadn't brushed well enough. (laughs) (laughs) This sausage is shaming my dental health. (laughs) (laughs) So stringy. I just need to floss. (gasps) It worked. Then, one by one, the children in the neighborhood began to disappear. Uh, Yeah, it's a sweeter, softer meat. (laughs) He got the memo. (laughs) The little ones can't run as fast. Oh, so did their kittens and puppies. No! Uh, That's more upsetting. That's worse for some reason. (laughs) But no one ever dreamed that Blunt the Butcher had anything to do with it. Really? The man whose wife just went away? And my dentist, don't forget him. Also dead, I mean moved away. (laughs) Things went on that way for years. (laughs) Where is law enforcement? Into the grinder's event! This week, if you find a police badge in your sausage, you get a prize. The prize is in the basement by the grinder. It's the German version of Mardi Gras. Yeah, the sausage fest. Yeah. 
Das King Cake, I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then, one day, Blunt made a big mistake. A fat boy came into the butcher shop. <laughs> so Augustus Gloop just undulates in. Mm, the chocolate. <laughs> oh, he's going to stop up the meat grinder and there's going to be a whole thing. Oh, the pressure will get him out. Terrific pressure is building up behind the blockage. Butcher shop just poof. We don't know what happened. Backed up pipe, I think. Luckily, the butcher had an army of tiny pygmy slaves <laughs> that were just going to skim right past because we want to remember Roald Dahl kindly. Um, I mean, no, there's no I mean there. No. I mean, look, okay, if we want to really two sides this, they were being eaten. Yeah, no, they were being picked off. Yeah, by, you know, vermicious canids and wangdoodles. I, I feel like it was uh, gone into a little bit further in the uh, Tim Burton version. Yeah. Because in, what was it, like 2008, you had to justify the slavery a little bit better? They're all clones of a tiny man that I made. Oh, God, I forgot that. Yeah, remember? Deep Roy? I did like the music in that one. Yeah, you know, it had some charm. It wasn't without its merits, mainly Helena Bottom Carter, but... (laughs) So, uh, Blunt is making a big mistake. Mm -hmm. A fat boy comes into his butcher shop. Blunt grabbed him and started to drag him off to the sausage grinder. But the boy broke loose and ran out of the shop. Eh, did he run? I can't run. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> Blunt, being the smartest butcher and not not being the sharpest knife in the butcher knife drawer. Block? Block? That's the one. H&R Block. I don't... What, fuck it. No, I'm having a stroke. Uh, Blunt chased him out into the street, waving a big butcher knife. Oh, dear Jesus Christ. When people saw this, they realized at once what had become of all their missing children and grown-ups and kittens and puppies. No, he probably tried to do a Jeffrey Dahmer and explain it away. Because this is either Germany or it is Chicago. Eh, I was uh, just trying to give this kid one of his knives. He uh, dropped it in my shop. I'm going to leave now. End of scene. (laughs) An angry crowd gathered at the butcher shop. No one knows for sure just what happened to Blunt that day. Some say he was fed to his hogs. Others say he was fed into his sausage grinder. But he was never seen again, and neither was his wonderful sausage meat. So I feel like the uh, police department could have done a little bit more work on this one. Just in investigatory, like, just a little bit. Maybe I mean, ask around. He might have eaten them. The, the police? Yes, all mm. of them. Or made them into sausage and fed them to other police. And mm. some kind of sausage breakfast donut sandwich, perhaps? I mean, if he's feeding the sausages to the cops, that is almost definitely set in Chicago. So, like, that's where we start the screenplay. Uh, is it modern? Is it now? Uh, actually, I would like to explore a tie-in with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was about to say... Smash cut, Ferris Bueller's hand is sticking out of a meat grinder. Because <laughs> someone found out that he was impersonating them. <laughs> Abe Froman. Yes, the sausage Chicago. king of Chicago. Yes, it's not Sam, It's not Mr. Blunt, it's Abe Froman. Yeah, names get changed. Yeah, yeah. And he kills Ferris because Ferris impersonated yep. him at the restaurant and mm-hmm. it's revenge. Mm-hmm. But then he loves the taste. So Anyway, we'll workshop this uh, later. That was definitely a story that we heard. It it, it kind of was. Um, it story feels generous. I I wanted there to be a little more suspense. 
I think that's I think that's. It kind of just laid it right out there, so it was more the tale of a serial killer. It feels like a lazy news clipping. Mm, yeah. Like I would. This is what I would read in a. Uh, I don't know, like a demo, like a a newspaper. You were auditioning. Mach- <laughs> yeah, this is what they give you, like typeset when you're auditioning for the paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how you go on job auditions. I'm just remembering that episode of The Twilight Zone where Burgess Meredith plays the devil so he can get the hottest scoops. Right. Yeah. Printer's devil. I've seen a lot of it, but the only one that I ever remember with any clarity is the one with uh, Mickey Rooney. Oh, well, uh, Snurp is a uh, a Lugan with a belt in the back. Sometimes referred to as a Diljo. Andy Rooney? Diljo. The little one who's a jockey? Diljo. Who wishes that he was big. Because it is the best premise. <laughs> and he finds a Zoltar machine and fucks Elizabeth Perkins. Yes. <laughs> it's problematic when you think about a it. A little bit, but so is 13 going on 30, and we let that one slide. I'm not going to do the pun that I was thinking of that about sliding. Nope. Thing. That's, not, that's not what you want. I'm just going to apologize to Mark Ruffalo now. Sorry, Mr. Ruffalo. You're the best. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> And sorry, Elizabeth Perkins, undervalued American gem of an actor. Uh, Wonderful Sausage. The thing about that is that it was bad. Yes. Uh, It was not a good story. Yes. I'm going to give that one one out of five links. I'm going to give it two and a half fat boys. That's a slim rating. Out of ten. Out of (laughs) ten fat boys. Um, I think I have to I have to give you a mulligan on that one and let you <laughs> I'm gonna let you go with another right. one. This is right. it's only fair. I mean I just thought with the name like it might have given me better. It is so distressing that all of the fun shorties are fun shorties. Uh, like if you give me a five page story about about a cannibal and then he gets haunted by the people he killed and or ate. I could get into that. Yeah, right? Yeah, kind I'm of gonna... a- American werewolf in London style. Yes. We did that one on the Mike episode. You know what, Michael? <laughs> Sorry. You can just eat a dick. You can eat a wonderful <laughs> sausage. I didn't finish the episode yet. Well, I think I owe it to the listeners. <clears throat> All right. I don't have to walk home alone. <laughs> so this is the wolf girl. That's my favorite character on Chloe. <laughs> Travel northwest into the desert from Del Rio, Texas, and eventually you will come to Devil's River. Arizona. (laughs) I feel like Devil's River is a bar that I go to sometimes. Seats are always a little sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Devil's River sounds like a euphemism. When you have like a a UTI. (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, I got the Devil's River! Or you're just really dehydrated, so, oh. Uh, too many uh too many uh red hots like a handful of red hots and then some multivitamins (laughs) oh god maybe a serving of beans tell me more about the worst candy ever (laughs) red hots now that gross multivitamin taste Well, because multivitamins make it like electric yellow. So you're just kind of like balancing that. And then you do some beets so you get a nice like pink tint. You ever wish that a spicy cinnamon treat also tasted like grandma's drawers? (laughs) Just like 
hot magenta pink. <laughs> that would be fun. Like, that's funny. It would be fun to. I should start taking God. little vials of ink around with me and just leaving them in toilets when I leave. Actually, before I left today, I put on a <laughs> lipstick that you let dry and then peel off. <clears throat> it stains the lips. It, right. Yeah. Um, but then like I peeled it off. Are you describing those Halloween wax lips? <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I dropped like the peelings into the toilet and I left and then I was in the lift here. I'm like, Oh no. Cause <laughs> when they get wet, they start to like, like leak red. I'm like, Oh, Travis is going to be home. I didn't warn him. Should I text him? Should I just see what happens? Emily, are you dead now? <laughs> because <laughs> it has like a latex finish and then it starts leaking the dye and it's it looks like gore <laughs> oh no yeah, yeah that's not that's not what you want nope Ugh. but fun fact for anyone who's looking to freak someone out good good to know yep yeah that's three dollar hmm. chinese lipstick that's <laughs> full of like cinnabar or like the mercury is mercury it's in there it's probably gonna kill me at some point <laughs> It's like the opposite of those lips that Robin had in Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> As I told Lady Freeze when I pulled her plug. <laughs> Look, she was a shining star in that film. Uh, she changed seven-year-old Emily for the better. You know the dude she killed at the beginning of that? Um, the doctor? The doctor. Yes. Uh, he was played by the sleazy L.A. dude from Scrooged, Bryce. Oh, have you seen Gremlins 2? I think so. You know the like the big mogul clamp? It's like, ah, this is my tower. And he's got a big chin. He's all like floppy. I haven't seen Batman and Robin in like a year. That's... I know. But <laughs> yeah, but right now he looks like Rick from Rick and Morty in my head. And like that's very, it's, uh, he's got a very Rick and Morty-esque look. Uh, and he's a very traditionally handsome like stunning chiseled actor. Well, that's upsetting for him. It's crazy. It's I didn't I didn't know until recently. And I'm like, oh, damn. It's the best version of Bane. We can move on now. <laughs> that picture when they're getting off the plane. She's wearing a trench coat and a hat, and then Bane is also wearing a trench coat and the hat, but he's also Bane still. It wasn't made to be a serious film. No. <laughs> they wouldn't have put that like racing sequence in the beginning if it was a serious film. It was made to be neither serious nor a film. Um, <laughs> okay, Scorsese. <laughs> in the 1830s, a trapper named John Dent... Oh, Blunt was the guy from yeah. the... Okay. Escaped from a sausage-making incident. <laughs> a trapper named John Dent and his wife Molly settled where Dry Creek runs into Devil's River. Okay, it's not a dry creek if it's... Whatever. Tributary, whatever. <laughs> um, depending on how devil's river it is, you'd wish it were a dry creek. Um, Dent was after beaver, <laughs> which, which were plentiful there. In Arizona, yeah. Which is where I'm imagining this is. I Northwest from Texas. Yeah, Arizona. I feel like New beaver, Mexico, Arizona. They didn't have beavers down there, right? This is this story's bullshit. Okay, yeah. If it has a name like... Like that, like Devil's Creek, like that's some strict like Mojave Desert bullshit. Yeah. That's... But if it's beavers, then we're venturing into like Colorado. It's like, Molly, look, beaver. He's just pointing at like a wild cat or something. <laughs> There's one now. He and Molly built a cabin from brush and near it, they put up an arbor to give them shade. I mean, that's really asking for a wildfire, but. 
<laughs> they also Seems. don't know what a beaver looks like, so <laughs> they don't know things. Molly Dent became pregnant. When she was ready to have their child, John Dent raced on horseback to their nearest neighbors several miles away. My wife's having a baby, he said to the man. <laughs> the man. Listen up, the man. <laughs> So, yeah, let's question John Dent's motives here. He rides several miles, and he's like, my wife is having a baby. Can you help us? At least ride a couple more miles and find a woman. <laughs> this, I mean, I don't know what you want him to do. Like, you want me to, I don't know, get a beaver to cut the cord? So, uh, casting recommendations. Wes Bentley as the uh, beaver? Dent. <laughs> and the beaver. Uh, it's like a Norbit situation. Um <laughs> And then Jeff Bridges as the man. <laughs> uh, sold, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the man and his wife agreed to come at once. They got ready to leave, but a violent storm came up, and a bolt of lightning struck and killed John Dent. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's, you know, it's... <laughs> I'm not upset. Yeah, I, I, it's been ten lines. I'm more concerned about his wife that he left alone during a violent storm. Speaking of which, the man and his wife managed to find the cabin, but they didn't arrive until the next day, and by then, Molly was dead too. Mm, I was hoping for like a quiet place situation, but these people aren't smart enough. But mm. it looked as if she had given birth before she died, but the neighbors couldn't find the baby. <sighs> Since there were wolf tracks all around, they assumed that the wolves had eaten the baby. Oh, well. They buried Molly Dent and left. To be fair, in 1830, that's about all you could do. Look, it's been already like a day and we've had to deal with two corpses. And a storm. And like, <sighs> like, I don't know where I live now. I'm just burning the brush house down. It never happened. Take their shoes. Let's go home. Did the baby have shoes? Red Dead Redemption. Just take all their shit and burn it down. Kind of go poke at their bodies. Gold coins will come out, right? Sometimes canned goods if you poke the right person. One time I saw a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they, they buried Molly Dent and then they left. A number of years after she died, people began to tell a strange tale. Some swore that it was a true story. Others said it could never have happened. Story begins in a small... St- We're on story two, nested Inception style here. <laughs> Substory A. Substory A. The story begins in a small settlement dozens of miles from Molly Dent's grave. Early one morning, a pack of wolves raced in from the desert and killed some goats. Such attacks were not unusual in those days. The suspense is killing me. <clears throat> But a boy thought he saw a naked young girl with long blonde hair running with the wolves. Oh, this is the plot to Mama. (laughs) A year or two later, a woman came upon some wolves eating a goat they had just killed. Eating the goat with them, she claimed, was a naked young girl with long blonde hair. Gotta lock up your goats better. Look, it's the past. It's hard. Hide your kids. Hide your goats. They're known for climbing. That's what they do. I don't... Come on. Cut me some slack. I've got typhus. (laughs) When the wolves and the girl saw her, they fled. The woman said that at first the girl ran on all fours, but then she stood and ran like a human, swiftly as the wolves. A sequel to the hit song. (laughs) Running swiftly like the wolves. 
wolves. Swiftly like the wolf. Is that that's a different thing. Uh, Which, unfortunately, I can just picture Paul Giamatti when I hear that song. People started wondering if this wolf girl was Molly Dent's daughter. Had a mother wolf carried her off the day she was born and raised her with her pups? If so, by now she'd be 10 or 11 years old. I don't, I'm just turning into a prospector now. <laughs> You've got to stop picking the stories. I am not good at this. As the stories told, some old men began to look for the girl. They searched along the riverbanks and in the desert and in the canyons. <laughs> That's not sustainable, is no, it's it? No, not. it's not. Um, one day, it said, they found her walking in a canyon with a wolf at either side. And when the wolf ran off, the girl hid in an opening in one of the canyon walls. A cave. That would be what it would be called. Mm-hmm. But again, they're dumb in the, in the past. Yeah, they also it's... needed the, the word count. I get it. They're in the wall hole. <laughs> get her. Men tried to capture her, but she fought back, biting and scratching like an enraged animal. When they finally subdued her, she began screaming like a frightened young girl and howling like a frightened young wolf. Yep, okay, that's where the terrifying illustration came. Which is horrifying. It is. It is. But now that I've realized that this is the plot to Mama, I have some story notes. Well, we'll get there. Her captors bound her with a rope and put her across a horse. They took her to a small ranch house in the desert. So now it's also kind of Black Snake Moan. It, it's this weird intersection of Mama, Black Snake Moan, and Red Dead Redemption. You'd watch it. I, of course I would. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I think that's just a movie. Have you seen Bone Tomahawk? That's exactly right. I think what... it might just be that. <laughs> Great movie. Love it. Soon she was screaming and howling again. The men thought they would go mad listening to her, but at last she stopped. <laughs> when night fell... Wolves started howling in the distance. Each time they stopped, the girl howled in reply. And as the story goes, the cries of the wolves came from every direction and got closer and closer. And suddenly, as if a signal had been given, wolves attacked the horses and the other livestock outside. The men rushed into the darkness, firing their guns. High up in the wall, in a room where they had left the girl, was a small window with a plank nailed across it. She pulled the plank off and crawled out through the window and disappeared. Years passed with no word of the girl. And then one day, some men on horseback came around a bend in the Rio Grande, not far from Devil's River. They claimed they saw a young woman with long blonde hair feeding two wolf pups. Yeah, let's not think about that too much. I thought about it too much. No, no. That's... Uh, Are there beavers in New Mexico? This is for children. It's a children's book. When she saw the men, she snatched up the pups and ran into the bush. (laughs) They rode after her, but she quickly left them behind. They searched and searched, but found no trace of her. And that is the last we know of the wolf girl. And is there in the desert near the Rio Grande that this story ends. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, let's 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 start. Uh, Do we want to start with uh, parental negligence or bestiality? Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, it's hard to be a negligent parent when you're dead. True. Or you are the ultimate negligent parent. Uh, I mean, tell that to Jack Frost. The Michael Keaton movie? Yeah, he was dead. Oh my God, he was. Yeah, remember? (laughs) It was fucked up. Wow. Let's see. Other parent, (laughs) dead parent movies where they were responsible. The Others. Mm, nah, but everyone was dead in that. Yeah, that's true. Spoilers. I get the movie came out like twenty years ago. <laughs> Spoilers for uh, time travelers and inhabitants of the Channel Islands. Uh, Mama. Yeah. 
There's a new movie called uh, like The Twisting or the 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 retching or the, the I feel like I've heard of tuppence. this, but <laughs> that's just the Mary Poppins the spinoff. Tiddly winks. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's about uh, kids with ghost parents. Although to go back to the Tiddly winks, since we did get a battleship movie, we got Clue. Um, I'm sure that we got. Wait, is there a new Clue? No. Okay, good. There's just the the one that launched. flames <laughs> on the side of my face. Uh, it just launched the ship. Um, <laughs> So we got Battleship, we got Lego movie. Ah, that's not a game, but you feel me? I feel like there was another one too. Like, wasn't there like Connect Four, like something really weird and obtuse? I mean, Battleship was pretty fucking dumb. And I say that with all the love of my heart for Taylor Kitsch. Um, oh my God, it was Ouija. <laughs> but the first one was terrible. And then Mike Flanagan stepped in and was like, please. And it was amazing. It, you know, sometimes it takes a, a practice hand and a second pass. <laughs> And a whole new cast. Just everything. Just, just everything. Take, take some of the premise and let's f- fucking burn the rest. There's Truth or Dare, which is technically a game, but it's not like a Hasbro marketed game. Uh, there was a Dungeons and Dragons film. What I'm saying is Tiddlywinks the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mousetrap. Wasn't that one? No, that was Mouse Hunt. No, there was... Um, is that the one with uh, Nathan, Nathan Lane? Lane? Yes. I saw that movie when I was sick. I thought I dreamed it. I had to Google it to make sure I didn't imagine it. Because it was like the fucking borrowers, but Timon's voice was there. Yeah, yeah. It's deeply troubling. Uh, I would like to see either uh, Don't Break the Ice mm. or Don't Wake Daddy. I mean, Don't Wake Daddy exists in, in some forms. It's just more of an abusive father situation. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like the it. beginning of Forrest Gump. I was about to say the first act of Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> That's Don't Wake Daddy, the movie. It's weird. You win Don't Wake Daddy when you kneel down in a cornfield and uh, pray to become a bird and fly away. I think the real winner is when you throw your shoes at the house after he's dead. And then get AIDS. Uh, don't Break the Ice. I think um, Titanic may have covered that one. <laughs> you lose. So the wolf girl of the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Thoughts? I mean... If I wasn't an asshole, it would have been a good, a good uh, story. But since I am, that's what we're here for. I feel like it it has earned uh, five and a half beaver pelts out of ten. <laughs> it's just armadillo skins. <laughs> I can't do anything with these. You can make a good hat. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with one out of two wolf pup adoptions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Um, hopeful adoptions or hopefully just two hopefully adoptions (laughs) i don't i don't want to think that i so like let me get real with you for a second here Mm -hmm. when i was a kid that was one of the things that troubled me the most about the story like the rest of this being raised by wolves is like a a long-standing trope yeah and that's kind of spooky especially when coupled with the illustration which is quite horrifying it is um, but I feel like the illustrations are ninety percent of why this book is scary as an adult. Yes, there are there are a few where it is genuinely kind of a, a spooky and engaging tale, and I feel like uh-huh. doubly so when you don't necessarily know the story. Like we did um, headlights last week with Mike, or high beams. I think it was the one with the the guy following the woman in the car, and he keeps oh. turning on his high beams because there's a killer in the back seat with a knife. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. Um, and he had no idea. And he's like, "That was amazing. Love it." So yeah, I think, uh, and part of it too, n- not to belittle Alan Schwartz or anything, but he was really more on the collecting side of folklore as opposed to the zhuzhin it up. Yeah. 
you know I mean it wasn't his best work that's 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 entirely fair I I I don't I don't dislike it but yeah when I was a kid the thing that was creepiest about it was just the idea like did she have wolf puppies (laughs) is that a thing that can happen and you that's a question you can't ask yeah it um because I would admit to your parents you know what sex is you can't do that but you're also not sure if like you can just have a wolf puppy yeah, I mean, there are certain things that you're like, oh, I can't ask about this because then they'll know. <laughs> yeah. How do you put out a fire in my bedroom right now? <laughs> I think when I was like nine, I was reading Harry Potter and I didn't know what dreadlocks were. And I asked a teacher at school and she's like, where did you hear? Because I went to Catholic school. Um, oh, God, it's a troll's penis, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> she's like, where did you hear that? I'm like, I read it in Nancy Drew because I didn't want to admit Harry Potter because it's a Catholic school. And she never answered me. It's one of those new Nancy Drew books. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, they gave her a spin, uh, Harvey or whatever the fuck her boyfriend's name. He's different now. It's very different. Nancy Drew in the case of the dank nugs. <laughs> um, oh, you know, Lee Jordan was Hogwarts' weed dealer. I always assumed that, uh, that would be Neville. Neville? Oh, he was into herbology. Damn. Yeah. He's getting that <laughs> the gillyweed kush. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Fred and George kind of passed on some responsibilities. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm giving that one an okay. Yeah, it was fine. It's 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 the kind of thing that if you were out, like if we were telling this and in, in an outdoor campfire and not at the my, one you build in your apartment. Exactly. Yes. God, you're never getting to... your deposit back. No. 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 I'm burning into the basement now. Uh, yeah. If we were like out in the woods, I feel like this would be creepier because you're like, ah, there could be wolves. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, I feel like the setting is important, also the age range of the people you're Yeah. reading it to. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, you... People are in their thirties are like, oh, whatever. I wasn't raised by wolves. I've seen your apartment, Steve. You want some beaver pelts? <laughs> God. It's just whim. Steve's a serial killer in this one. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna pee and then and then we can uh, we can do the old switcheroo. Yeah. Welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. Christ. <laughs> okay, so that being said, here's one that is weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can do this. It's not Todd this... Cobb again, so. <laughs> yeah, like, be glad that we're not delving into the, the rich and disgustingly sour well that is Todd, Todd Cobb. Cobb. I'm glad you found your Hannah J. Tidy. We all <laughs> need one. And he's got the corn blog. It's great. You keeping up with the colonel? <laughs> Yeah, he just did a piece on uh, Native American corns, and oh, um, yes. I yes. felt it really tone deaf yeah. just in this climate. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the drum. I was gonna try to do my afternoonified Grimm's fairy tale voice, but it kills my throat. <laughs> oh, don't look, don't. You... I don't know if this merits a. 
fair. This is, there's a lot of question marks implicit in this story, and yikes. Go on. Oh, good. Uh, Once there were two sisters. Dolores was seven, and Sandra was five. They lived in a small house in the country with their mother and their baby brother, who apparently does, oh, Arthur, sorry. Just a comma and a line break. Going to die of typhus. That's the boy. Their father was a a seaman. A seaman. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to try to not make it weird, but at this point. I would like from now on to describe them as like, oh, he's a seaman. Do you remember that god awful game, Seaman? Where it was just like a fish with a fucking human face. What? Oh, bro. This is also a dream. It was a, no, it was a Sega game in the, I want to say late 80s. It is horrifying. Cisco was in it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that might be the connecting thread. Um, their father was a seaman. And was away. On, I'm not laughing because it's semen. I'm laughing because seaman. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, he was away on a long voyage. Hey, kids. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, one day, Dolores and Sandra were. <laughs> it's funnier if you imagine them as two, like, golden girl aged. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dolores and Sandra were running across a field near their house when they met a gypsy girl playing a drum. Her family was camping in the field for a few days. Putting some quotation marks around camping. Go oh, on. No, I was just thinking about gypsy weddings. They're amazing. <laughs> uh, as the girl played, a mechanical man and woman came out of the drum and danced. All right, so... It's mescaline, right? Yeah. Or peyote. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Um, Dolores and Sandra had never seen such a drum, and they begged the girl to give it to them. Rude. That is some entitled... Give us your drum, field child. Dirty field girl. Give us your drum toy. Oh, and it says here that Dolores and Sandra changed their name to Heather. <laughs> well, that's what happened. Uh, she looked at them and laughed. I will give it to you, she said, but only if you are really bad. <laughs> Come back tomorrow and I will tell you how bad you were and I will see. <laughs> tell me how bad you were. <laughs> then my tiny mechanical man will dance for you. <laughs> Damn it. Did Lynch direct the story? <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> as soon as I know we're like three paragraphs in as soon as the two sisters got home they started shouting which was against the rules in their house then they wrote all over the walls with their crayons at supper they spilled their food and when it was time for bed they wouldn't go they did everything they could have to upset their mother they were really bad <laughs> early the next morning they hurried to find the gypsy girl we were really bad yesterday they told her so please give us the drug. <laughs> Maybe don't say please. Feels like you're undermining your message. Please, dirty field child. <laughs> I'm just picturing Cher also. I'm picturing David and Alexis from Shit's Creek. Uh, yelling at Cher? Yes. <laughs> oh, you can have my drum if you're real bad to your mom. <laughs> my baby's gonna die because his face is too big. I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> That's just what Sonny said. <laughs> Another fever dream that made for TV Sonny and Cher movie that I'm not sure existed. Was it also Halloween programming? I'm not sure. I just remember actually being sick and watching it. Uh, and then there was that movie about the Three Stooges that was just heartbreaking. Yeah, it's a bummer. Mm. That's, 
What were we doing? Anyway, so I'll give you this drum so my baby's face doesn't right, die or whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, but when they told her what they had done, the gypsy girl laughed. Oh, you must be much worse than that if I'm to give you the drum, she said. Have sex with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Make him throw up cherry seeds. Why can't I place this movie? <laughs> That's the witches of Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as Dolores and Sandra got home, they pulled up all the flowers in the garden. Then they let the the pig out and chased it away. Oh, pig. Yeah, he rehomed to Chicago and they never heard from him again. Uh, they tore their clothes. They sloshed in the mud. They were a lot worse than the day before. If you do not stop, their mother said, I will go away and take Arthur with me. And you will get a new mother and with glass eyes and a wooden tail. That is weirdly specific, ma'am. That scared Dolores and Sandra. <laughs> You just want to stop and picture that for a second? I am. Glass eyes and a wooden tail. Ugh. That's like Coraline, but like infinitely worse. <laughs> More hairballs. Mm. I picture, I always pictured the mom as, do you want to, is there a picture associated with this? Yeah, yeah, but it's just two little girls in some trees. <sighs> there's a, there's a, there's an illustration in my mind that I think I just and conjured. Monkeys? Sure. Gremlins of some kind? Yeah, in the trees. Don't like that. No, it's bad. That one's bad too. Um, there's a picture in my mind of the mom, and it's sort of like. Here, let me show you. I thought you were gonna like draw it. Here, I just turn around and pull a curtain. <laughs> it's here. Mm, well, that's terrible. And a cat woman, like a, a cat woman, not yes. like Eartha Kitt. <laughs> <laughs> what could be more terrifying than Julie Newmar? <laughs> I'm sorry, have you seen the casting for the new Batman? Yeah, it's Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano. <laughs> it's going to be weird and fucking amazing. And then uh, Jonah Hill is somebody, right? Jonah Hill was going to be in it, but he dropped out. Uh, they were thinking about him for um, The Penguin. Of course it was The Penguin. But uh, oh, the <laughs> George from Seinfeld... <laughs> Seems really keen on getting cast in that. And honestly, that's the dream. Jason Alexander. Okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a bunch of like hot 20 year olds and then. Jason Alexander. I mean, the penguin was never going to be hot. Tell that to Gotham, I guess. Look, yeah. I stopped watching after the third episode because it was like, oops, all villains and I couldn't handle it. And now a penguin. Go on. Um, yeah, it's fucking bad. Oof. All the villains know Harley Quinn. Sure. Yeah. Checks out. She was their uh, prescribing nurse practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> Probably good she got out of healthcare. Yeah, she was not good at her job. Not to like Harley shame. I prescribe you an umbrella that shoots fire. <laughs> oh, on this day, like five years ago, I lost an eyebrow to a Batman villain. <laughs> Did Two-Face and the latex really didn't work. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's the Tommy Lee Jones two-face, too. Anyway, uh, so, so that uh, scared Dolores and Sandra. Wonder why. Uh, they loved their mother, and they loved Arthur. They could not imagine being without them, and they began to cry. I don't want to leave you, their mother said, but unless you change your behavior, I will have to leave you. We'll be good, the girls promised, yet they did not really believe that their mother would go away. She's just trying to scare us, Dolores said later. We'll get the drum tomorrow, said Sandra. Then we'll be good again. <laughs> Seems like a slippery slope. Uh, early the next morning, they rushed off to find the gypsy girl. When they found her, she was playing the drum again, and the little man and woman were dancing. 
they told the gypsy girl how bad they had been the day before. That must be bad enough to get the drum, they said. Oh, no, said the gypsy girl. You must be much worse than that. Kill Arthur. (laughs) I mean, at this point. (laughs) But we promised our mother to be good from now on, said the girls. If you really want the drum, said the gypsy girl, then you must be much worse. It's only for one more day, Dolores told Sandra. Then we will have the drum. This has got to be a fucking amazing drum. (laughs) I mean, it's got a tiny dude in it. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. (laughs) I like the idea that it's just a drum and some marionettes, and they're kind of like confabulating it together. (laughs) If they just look up... (laughs) They'd see the other gypsy children in the trees like those monkeys. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hope you're right, Sandra said. As soon as they got home, they beat the dog with a stick. They broke the dishes. They tore their clothes to pieces. They spanked their baby brother, Arthur. Tenderizing him. (laughs) To eat him later. For the sausage king of Chicago. (laughs) Abe Froman. Uh, Their mother began to cry. You are not keeping your promise, she said. We will be good, said Dolores. We promise, said Sandra. I can't wait much longer, said their mother. Please try. She going to be like carried away by a demon? Um. I. It does feel like there's some kind of external countdown here. Like fucking shape up. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, thumpers waiting in the wings. <laughs> the rabbit from Bambi? No, it's the wooden tail. Oh. Thump, thump, thump. Oh, God. Uh, Early the next morning, before their mother was awake, Dolores and Sandra ran to see the gypsy girl. They told her all about the bad things they had done the day before. We were horrid, said Sandra. We were worse than we have ever been, said Dolores. Can we have the drum now, please? No, said the gypsy girl. I never meant to give it to you. It was just a game we were playing. I (gasps) thought you knew that. Oh, no. Dolores and Sandra began to cry. They rushed home as quickly as they could, but their mother and Arthur were gone. They're out shopping, said Dolores. They'll be back soon, but they were still not back when the time for lunch came. This reminds me of that scene in the new Willy Wonka where Christopher Lee is like, I won't be here when you get back. And then just his fucking brownstone's gone. (laughs) The entire house is gone. (laughs) That's my favorite part. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, when you make Sauron mad, he's going (laughs) to... Take the house to Isengard or whatever. They're taking the house to Isengard. <laughs> Show me your teeth. God, that movie was trashed. I love it so much. Ah, still flossing or whatever. <laughs> I think that's like a lot. Yeah. Still not flossing or it's, something. Yeah, still not flossing. A family and... torn apart by one man's love for candy. <laughs> and one man's love for teeth. <laughs> Give me your teeth, child. <laughs> That'd be. <laughs> That's why he hung out with a uh, worm tongue so much. His teeth were fucking gross, and he needed all the help he could get. <laughs> it feels like Christopher Lee should have really been quite celebratory of his child's. I mean, he's not paying himself to fix this little asshole's teeth. No, but think of all the business that's going to come his way thanks because to... Of, like in Los Spookies, where the chocolate company has an agreement with the dentist. That was a deep fucking cut. <laughs> if you're watching Spanish comedies on HBO, that was for you. There you go, listener. <laughs> Stop emailing. Just Julio Torres, like, yes! It's turning away from the computer. It's for me, guys! <laughs> they did it! <laughs> Fred, come look at this. Fred Armisen is the nicest man ever. I can't be mean. 
his cold dead eyes like black like a doll's eyes technically worked for him for six months and uh it was fine i was a art department pa on portlandia he seems wrong He's very nice. He's weird. Yeah. Um, he's super weird, but... Like think... his flesh... Does he seem like his flesh is new? <laughs> like he's still getting the hang of it? No. With the bones? It's more like when you have someone who has a lot going on in their head, but they can't quite like do it in normal conversation. Um, yeah, that sounds he, about right. He was sweet. <laughs> Carrie was nice. Maya Rudolph is shorter than I expected. That seems right. Yeah. She's scary. Not like mean scary, but like it's Maya Just Rudolph intense. scary. Yeah. Ugh. Like, oh, you're better than me. You're so much better than me. <laughs> uh, I took a brag and I turned it into that. Nicely done. All right. Let's see what these little bitches are doing. It's two old bitches coming here <laughs> asking for my drum. See, it's great. It's a callback to something that wasn't even recorded. Oh, were we recording for that? No. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I'll put that in the pre-show. It's fine. <laughs> I have this whole place mic'd up. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, like, <laughs> like the guy that filmed Bad Ben. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean Batter Ben? Bad Ben, Batter Ben, Bad Ben, the Mandala Effect, Bad Ben 4, It Happened Again. <laughs> Next up, Coulda Ben. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that actually would have been a better title for the second film because it was all about alternate timelines. Yeah. Oh, come on, Ben. Step it up. Anyway. We've got these two girls. Yeah, so, so these two little bitches. Uh, their mom Dol- is gone to lunch. Uh, Dolores and Sandra felt lonely and scared. They wandered through the fields the rest of the day. Uh, maybe they'll be home when we get back, said Dolores. When they got home, I'm scared to see what happens next, honestly. Uh, when they got home, they saw through the window that the lamps were lit and there was a fire in the fireplace. This takes place in, in a time out of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there might be a phone, but there also might be like... Uh, Gas lamps. Yeah, yeah, and, and like French and Indian wars. <laughs> Uh, but they did not see their mother and Arthur. Instead, there was their new mother, her glass eyes glistening, her wooden tail thumping the floor. Oh, that's it. That's the uh. story. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, you're moving now, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> um, that one is unsettling. Yeah, I mean, there's no closure. No, no. They just have to live with... With their new mom. Yeah, which also, I mean, two glass eyes. So is she just, is she blind or is it a Mad-Eye Moody thing? He was blind in that eye. You know that. Oh, no. He could see through time and space. Never mind. I'm full of shit. <laughs> um, yeah. If anything, he, uh, he was blind in his other eye. His magic eye. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> his human eye was the blind one. Uh, yeah. So that's... I don't like that. That's creepy. It's oh. scarier if you imagine the new mother is Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of... <laughs> in a dress with the tail. Well, now I'm just, I'm picturing James McAvoy and Split, but with a wooden tail. You know, I haven't seen that. Uh, I feel like I've seen enough, though. Yeah, you've seen the trailer. You get it. I want the best for James McAvoy. <sighs> we all do. We I feel do. like his Mr. Tumnus work was maybe a peak for him. I'm going to sell you out to a witch. He was a little bougie asshole, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, fucker. <laughs> Selling out the beaver. He was sorry. <laughs> Remember Beaver and his Was wife. He a pimp? 
I said selling out. Like he's like yeah. yeah, not like he wasn't making Mrs. Beaver turn tricks on the street. <laughs> yeah, build me a dam. It's funny because they're beavers. <laughs> 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 Take it off. It's John Dent from the last story. <laughs> We're armadillos, <laughs> sir. Also, this is an Arby's. <laughs> rolls into a ball and rolls away. <laughs> Molly, look at this. These beavers are possessed. So, uh, new mom. Yeah. Other uh, mother, if you will. Un- unsettling. I, I think it's creepy. I'm troubled by the idea of some sort of partially wooden mother surrogate. Yeah, there's the uh, the unseen part, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre element, if you will, where you don't see uh, the taking wooden. of the mother. You don't see the. Do you do you do you think the mother was taken, or is this a mother leaves freely situation? I think. <laughs> Just from uh, how adamant she was that they fucking behave, I feel like she may have made a deal with something. Oh. Um, maybe to come into possession of the children, and then if she fucks up the parenting, like, she goes away. Yeah, like, she... Uh... The best case scenario is, like, that scary book from the 70s where the people were mean to their teacher, and then she fucks off, and, like, a mean teacher comes, and it just turns out it was the nice teacher in disguise, like, trying to scare the kids. Oh, yeah. Was that um, was that a Lewis Sacker book? Maybe. It feels like it anyway. I just remember the illustration looked like Stephen Fry in a wig. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That's what you want. Um, yeah, okay. I like, uh, I, 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 I like that one. I'm giving it uh, Yeah, what do I even... I what's, could what's, jump what's, in, but I'm just watching you grasp at these straws. What's the rating system here? Is it... Uh, I'm going to give it eight dancing mechanical men. <laughs> Five hens are laying. <laughs> you skipped seven and six, but I mean, that's fine. They it's... ate nine. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> seven. No, the swans are swimming. Yeah. Eight geese are laying. Five golden rings. <laughs> I just four keep doing French it. Hens. Three. Three French hens, two turtle doves. So what's the four? Four maids of milking. Nope. Is that a thing? Seven. That's seven no, maids of milking? Seven. Oh, fuck. Is it four hens a laying? Mm. Let's see. 12 days of Christmas. Let's figure this out. Uh, my favorite seasonal tradition with my family that they hate, other than on Thanksgiving making them watch Adam's Family Values. We've um, covered this. Love it. Yep. Is... Uh, finding the uh cost breakdown of the uh 12 days of christmas the i mean the cost breakdown is it depends on if they're getting everything every day or if it's a one-time gift per day oh i think it's recursive i think that each day you're getting uh, that's an additional... what I, thought. I thought it was an exponential thing yes and in that case the cost analysis is one thing but the cost analysis of the cleaning bill for a house that is now just full of birds <laughs> it's a lot of bird-based gifts um, also, if we raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, I mean, it's going to send that through the roof. Everyone gotta, can afford a partridge those. in a pear tree? Hmm? Everyone can afford a partridge in a pear tree? Yeah. <laughs> it Got depends it. if you're looking for Danny or <laughs> whatever the fuck the other partridge family <laughs> names Greg were. Greg Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want Jan, then it's a discount. Uh, nobody wants but Jan. But a Brady in a pear tree doesn't really. Uh, we have... <laughs> 
11 pipers piping, 10 lords a-leaping, 9 ladies dancing, 8 maids a-milking, 7 swans a-swimming, 6 geese a-laying, 5 golden rings, 4 calling birds, 3 french hens, 2 turtle doves, and a partridge Do the birds like work for a service? I think you can rent a bird. (laughs) By the hour, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I was thinking like a... The the audio waveform for that period is just solid blue. <laughs> I mean, we used to try to make dicks with the uh, waveforms. <laughs> it's more of a whoa, wah. ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, close enough. Um, oh, you did it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. sustain the woo. And the longer woo. you do it, the better it is. <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. Oh no, my balls are pointy. <laughs> <laughs> We should probably stop recording so you can go get that looked at. I feel like help. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's um, I I'm I, okay. I still have to rate that one. I'm giving that two out of five glass eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's passing, but it's fine. It's probably not gonna make you know, honorable. You know, you know what? I'm gonna give it uh, three out of five glass eyes. Okay. Creepy elements, but yeah, ultimately the payoff isn't as good as I wanted it to be. I want to know where that drum came from. <laughs> I, I feel like I had dreams as a kid of having that drum. I'm just picturing the clock from The Shining. Well, that's fun too. <laughs> it depends on who you are. <laughs> the drum was full of blood. <laughs> Um, it's where the blood usually gets off of the trumpet (laughs) what three references in one yeah look we need to we can round it off with another careening towards unintelligible the references become references to other (laughs) references Um, you know it's a reference to a Simpsons reference to the shining if we get another one I owe you a coke (laughs) Um, okay so uh so okay, in the interest, in the interest of symmetry, uh, let's do another quick shorty. Some uh, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island <laughs> bullshit, sir. Also because I, the illustration for this one is definitely what I. Pictured. She's wearing a necklace. That's she's, maybe the worst part. She's a fancy cat lady. I think the worst part is her earrings. Yeah, um, that is pretty bad because you. I mean, they they be. By Thundercats rules, they be higher. <laughs> Did any of the Thundercats have earrings? Um, no, maybe I'm thinking of Catra from She-Ra. Am I thinking of Biker Mice from Mars? They had earrings. There is a cat person who had... No, it was Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. She had earrings. Oh, yeah, there we go. That was like... They were like sleepwalkers, right? No, the concept was that they were a group of settlers that came to, like, the French part of the United States, and then some pirates showed up on their island. Uh, they were pagans, and, uh... Yeah. The pirates, like, fucked their shit up, so they prayed to their cat god for the power to smite the the uh, pirates and then um they were cursed to be cat people so every harvest moon sure sounds uh, right they lure people in this case the scooby gang Mm -hmm. to the island to uh kill them yeah as a sacrifice and then like the ghosts and zombies of the pirates and all of the tourists they'd killed since were trying to warn them yes that um i remember that and i don't know why i still confuse it with the stephen king movie sleepwalkers i mean they're basically the same thing yeah immortal incestuous mm-hmm. cat monsters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no that movie uh, not sleepwalkers but scooby on zombie island is the whole reason i planned a week-long trip to new orleans <laughs> and did you get voodoo dude uh we'll find out i am leaving in a week <laughs> oh you're gonna get voodoo dude i am that's why we're going at, well, not why we're going after halloween i don't think i'm at particular risk 
also. You never know. I will gladly explain voodoo. how voodoo works, but you know, you have a time time crunch. It's, it, yeah, we've, we're we're on we're on a schedule here. We'll we'll take it as read that there's dolls. It's more of a religion thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the, a lot of the dolls come from European witchcraft. It's true. Little poppets. Mm. Yeah, a lot of praying to small gods for big big god shit. <laughs> Uh, all right, the cat's that's my, paw. That's my self-help book, Praying to Small Gods for Big God Shit. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. All right, the cat's paw. Uh, somebody was... <laughs> God damn it. Uh, somebody was stealing the meat Jed Smith kept in his smokehouse. <gasps> Not Jed's meat. That's where he keeps his special sausage. Every day a ham or some bacon or something else was missing. A whole ham? A whole ham. Uh, finally, Jed decided he had to put a stop to it. One night, he hid in the smokehouse with his rifle and waited for the thief. This must have been in Texas. <laughs> if he was like hanging out in the smokehouse, isn't he too being smoked? <laughs> yeah. Slowly? Slow-smoked Jed. Uh, he didn't have to wait long, for soon a black she-cat... That's a weird way to put it, slung in. It's, is that a Thundercat? <laughs> It's like a She-Ra Thundercat crossover. That's just Catra at that point. What's that? What's that shit? Snarf? What's that little thing? I can't remember his name. <laughs> Poor old Snarf. I bet he hangs out with uh, Dastardly, the that guy's dog. Uh, Muttley? Muttley, yeah. That's the one, yeah. Dick <laughs> Dastardly's dog, Muttley. I like the idea that, that Judd Hirsch or whatever is out. <laughs> <laughs> he, Judd Hirsch. Judd is- Nelson. <laughs> He hasn't gotten a lot of work. It, um, he's making book appearances now. Judd Nelson is out in his smokehouse with a shotgun, and then like Liano comes skulking in. Now, is this Breakfast Club Judd Nelson, or is this like the weird Judd Nelson? Like he and Anthony Michael Hall kind of switched places. <laughs> he had a Freaky Friday situation. Yeah. I was definitely picturing uh, like letter jacket. Okay. Um, yeah. That one makes the most sense, but I had to check. Yeah. He's, it's appropriate that he's out in the smokehouse hoping to slip somebody the hot beef injection. All right. Moving on. Breakfast Club. <laughs> Cue the song here. God damn it. <laughs> Until you start telling people to donate to your tip jar. Please donate to my tip jar. Or your legal fund at this point. Uh, anyway, so this was the biggest cat Jed had ever seen. When she jumped up and pulled down a ham hanging from the ceiling, Jed grabbed his rifle and turned on the lights. But instead of running away, the cat jumped at him. He fired and shot off one of her paws. <laughs> this is awful. Hey, wait. Cats have internal genitalia. How did he know it was a she-ra? I mean, you can... <sighs> a lady cat, if If it you was will. a feral cat, it probably wasn't uh, neutered. So, I mean, if... I mean, he wouldn't have seen... It was the lack of balls. Okay. It wasn't the two, it's like... The cliff notes. It's the, the lack of balls. The two still wet lines of paint down its back. <laughs> It was trying to romance a honey ham. Uh, go I've on. I've been there before. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, Jed was sure he heard a woman scream right after his gun went off. The cat began tearing around the room, spitting and yowling. Then she ran up the chimney and was gone. Parkour! 
<laughs> I guess that woman screaming doesn't merit any further investigation in a world of very thin walls and presumably people elsewhere. <laughs> Sorry, the last two paragraphs of the story are so fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, Jed stared at the cat's paw, only it wasn't a cat's paw anymore. A woman's foot lay wriggling on the floor, all uh, shot up and bloody. Still moving. So it's a witch that's been doing it, he told him. Sorry, I have to say it in the right tone. <clears throat> so it's that there witch that's been doing it, he told himself. So last week, Mike and I did uh, Such Things Happen, which is another story of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we thought it was going to take like a hobo with a shotgun turn. And he was just going to start like nailing witches to trees. <laughs> and that's kind of where I want this story to go now. Uh, just then, one of Jed's neighbors, a fellow named Burdick came right yeah last name first name don't fucking know hi i'm burdick burdick uh a fellow named burdick came racing down the road to get a doctor his wife's foot had been shot in an accident he told jed she's bleeding pretty bad he said the doctor got to her barely in time people who were there when it happened just said she was quote spitting and a yowling just like a cat The so, cat was spitting and yowling this, too. Burdick's wife was stealing Jed's hams. <laughs> now, okay, you sound dismissive. <laughs> if you had, I saw Goody Burdick with the ham. <laughs> Look, if you, you're Professor McGonagall. Yeah. What's easier? Is it grocery shopping or taking Jed's ham? Uh, she lives in a magic castle, so. Okay, we're removing this. Early years. This okay. is. Imagine was... this story is a prequel to Harry Potter. So pre Fantastic Beasts, apparently. Yes, Minerva is having like a sabbatical in America. Okay. 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 And uh, she's hungry at night. Okay. Yeah, ham stealing, maybe. Maybe. Just the thrill of it. I feel like she would know not to put that much sodium in her system, though. Like she's a smart lady. She's probably got some sort of reverse salt it's lick all spell. The nitrates and just taps a wand on the side of her head and pulls out a nitrates. <laughs> yes, yeah, just a strand of MSG. Puts it in her pensive pen salt salt sieve. I mean, you had to drive on some surface roads, but you got there. <laughs> well, we did it. <laughs> we definitely did something. Um, I believe that story uh, requires a rating. Um, Yep, I'm giving it, um, I like that one a lot, even though it's goofy, so I'm going to give it uh, three out of four unshot off paw feet. I'm going to give it six hams. (laughs) Six hams out of ten. I wager six hams. (laughs) Wilford Brimley was going to be on. Yeah, I know. I like this one. I like uh, I like uh, secret witch uh, witch lady cat cat witch. Again, all of these stories, I was like, I want to hear three pages more. I just need three more pages. <laughs> just there's just no pleasing some people. Scary stories isn't enough. Todd Cobb's too much. Well, I mean, Todd Cobb has been too much all of his life. <laughs> I would like to find an interview. Todd Cobb's friends and family. Oh, you should check out rockinthecob.corn. <laughs> Now, I, I know Buha doesn't have an official website, so I'd like to make a URL <laughs> suggestion, and that's buhaha.com. <laughs> I just want buhaha.corn. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, well, okay, so those were those were those were spooks. Some spookier than others. I think the campfire is burning low. It is, and for real, you should probably like get something under that. I'm going to have to leave in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm going to move out and not tell anyone that I'm leaving because <laughs> there is so much smoke damage, and my dog just keeps peeing everywhere. <laughs> so just constantly peeing. She's doing probably it from now. The smoke. She's trying to put out the fire. She's a good dog, is the thing. Uh, but thank you for coming and rounding out the Booha Halloween Campfire Spooktack Extravaganza. It was definitely worth the 350 with right over here. So that's hey, you got one of those uh, ride coupon. passes. I got a coupon. Ah, uh, nice. That's a win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming out, rounding off the spooky season. Uh, before we responsibly douse the flames and wait two hours to ensure that the fire is dead out. And poke it to make sure there's no live members. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then bury it in the woods with all of our wives' bones. <laughs> and uh, sausages. We're, okay, we're going to make the fire into sausages. <laughs> we're going to grind up the fire and eat it. Uh, <laughs> you doing like an Eartha Kit there for a second? It was very... We're going to put it in a box. We're going to put it in a box and eat it. Um... Probably my favorite cat. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer, best cat woman. Eh, Eartha Kitt's a close second, though. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer's a favorite just because those are the movies that I kind of had growing up. But, like, yeah. Eartha Kitt had the uh, <laughs> sheer I don't give a fuck attitude required. <laughs> and uh, Pierce fucked her once. No, he didn't. He admitted he didn't. <laughs> During the Gats Leak season, right before he died. I love, I love that. That episode, like he just keeps trying, he's like, he just keeps trying to shoehorn it in. And then somebody's like, ah, the thing about Eartha Kit, and he's like, <laughs> um, anywho. So yes, before we just dis- responsibly dispose of our campfire, where can people find you? Um, I am on most things at Emily F. Coleman. Is um, is there? <laughs> yes, I'm getting to that, sir. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, let me just step on your dick for a second here. Go on. <laughs> I assume about 30 seconds after this episode airs, you will hear my voice again. Um, yes, I actually just launched a network that Boohaha is a part of called So Below Media. Look at my now playing. Oh, good. Oh, good. You're listening to Mothman. <laughs> Mothman. 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 <laughs> Mothman, 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 Mothman. I did not want that episode to happen. Mothman, Mothman, Mothman. I was going to do exclusively Mothman stories for you tonight. Actually, I think I might have Stockholm Syndrome. I wish Mothman were my husband now. It's a real beauty in the Mothman. Beauty in that situation is just a light bulb. You've heard the story about how I lit that moth on fire, right? Anyway, that's on Afternoon to Fight, another show on the Sobolo Media Network. Um, well, what's the Sobolo Media Network, Emily? Tell me more. Uh, it is a podcast network that I started because no one else was doing it. Actually, a lot of people were doing it, but... You weren't one of them. I prefer to be the person doing the doing. Uh, mostly because I've been a part of uh, several podcast networks that haven't worked out. Uh, R.I.P. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a collection of shows that... I like, and I hope that other people will like, even though I am on or have been on three out of five of the shows. Um, Look, nepotism can be a great foundation for a, a great many things. But that's uh, soblomedia.com uh, and Media on all the, the social networks. Um, I am taking show applications, so 
It's great. Uh, there's uh, there's it's it's five shows currently, correct? Yeah. Uh, it is uh, an ever-growing library of fantastic podcasts, uh, and I listen to at least four of them regularly. And the fifth one is uh, in my queue. That's nice. Yeah. And I'm saying that purely of my own volition. Emily's not. <laughs> I'm not holding a gun to his head or anything. <laughs> Put down the knife in my dog. He doesn't have one foot in a sausage grinder. <laughs> it tingles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's uh, so we can we can catch all of these so below media shows at all of those various locations just described, and you can follow me at that Avalon on Instagram. I post stuff at times. Uh, it's great. And you can follow the show at Boohaha Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can Gmail at us. <laughs> you can Gmail us at Boohaha Pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to donate to Avalon's tip jar. Please. There's a link in the description. He needs someone to pay his licensing fees. I don't know what a DMCA violation is. We'll be back again next week-ish or the week after. One of the coming weeks, depending on when you're listening to this. But, I mean, look, just get off my back. Do you have a president fact? Like a presidential fact? I feel like we missed a, a oh, big yeah. part of the show. Um, Kennedy killed Marilyn Monroe. I quit! For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.